it feels like Las Vegas knows something about the University of Georgia's 2022 football team. The question is, what do they know, and is it good news for Georgia? We'll talk about that today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. Clint is out today, but uh, welcome back to another week of shows. Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, uh, this podcast, thanks for joining us. If you're on audio, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcasts, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing, following us on any of those platforms. Leave us a rating and review. We would appreciate that greatly. Um, and tell us how much better the show is when Clinton is Clinton is here, and uh, that'll make him feel better about himself. So, uh, if you're on YouTube, thanks for being here. Drop us a comment, subscribe, um, uh, thumbs up. All those things uh, are appreciated. Uh, we got a, a full week of shows. We got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to, and today. I want to talk about um, one of Clint and I's favorite things to talk about. This won't be the only time this offseason we talk about something like this, but um, some early season lines are out. And if you know us on this podcast, you know that this is one of our favorite times of the summer. Um, it's it's really when you can start getting excited about some of these football games because you get to you get to to really visualize what it's going to be like when Georgia takes the field against some of these teams. Las Vegas has put out some spreads, which some might argue don't really mean that much because we still have all of fall camp to go through. There might still be some transfer stuff that happens. There might be injury stuff that nobody knows about. Who knows what, you know, people are going to overperform. People are going to underperform. So you might you might be the type of person that says you shouldn't read too much into these uh, off-season uh, look-ahead lines. But I do think that, number one, if you're a better – you can get some value in these lines. And so I think there's something to, to say about that. But number two, even if you're not a better and you're just a Georgia fan, I think some of these lines offer some pretty valuable insight into what Las Vegas thinks Georgia's team is going to be all about. And let's so let's start right at the top, the big picture, not uh, early game lines, but let's talk about the fact that Las Vegas right now has the University of Georgia, I believe, tied with most most places that you look, tied with Alabama uh, for uh, in terms of most likely to win the national championship in 2022-2023 season. Um, this should tell you a, an awful lot, and and here's and here's what it, it should tell you: Georgia has lost everything off of this team. If you don't believe me. Just check the comments on the YouTube videos, and they will let you know that Georgia has lost everything. Every player, every every coach, everyone who's ever done anything for the University of Georgia is now no longer affiliated 
with the program. Mark Richt has officially lost control of the University of Georgia football program. There's no one returning. And Alabama, on the other hand, returns the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, the greatest quarterback to ever play college football, unrivaled. That's not even an arguable fact. It is just an absolute statement of truth. And Will Anderson, who's somehow a better football player even than Bryce Young. They return the two best players in all of college football, one on the offensive side, one on the defensive side of the ball. They have cut a bunch of dead weight off the team. Everyone that transferred out of the Alabama program was dead weight. We didn't want them, didn't need them. And they've added one of Georgia's only talented wide receiver. They've added the best wide receiver to ever play at the University of Georgia, in fact. Um, And yet, people who get paid a lot of money, people who make their livelihood, who build their business off of handicapping football teams, have decided that Georgia and Alabama are even odds to win the national championship that should tell you an awful lot about what Las Vegas thinks about the University of Georgia. All of the rhetoric this year is going to be around how is Georgia going to do? Can they defend? Can they bounce back? They lost all these people, five first round draft picks, blah, 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 set all these records. NFL drafts never seen anything like it. Now, how, how are they going to bounce back? How are they going to reload? How are they going to be able to do this? this, this, without this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And yet, even with Alabama to win the national championship. Now, I'm not saying that in my mind, Georgia is even with Alabama to win the national championship. But my mind doesn't really matter. My mind doesn't get paid to have these opinions. But uh, the people in Las Vegas do, and this is where they have it handicapped at this point. It should tell you an awful lot about, again, what they think about the University of Georgia. I want to talk about four games, four specific games that the lines are out. The Oregon game, the Florida game, the Tennessee game, and the Auburn game. Um, So we're going to talk about all four of those games. Uh, The spreads are out. We'll talk about what I like about the spreads, what I don't like about the spreads. And Georgia is on the wrong end of a bunch of hooks uh, so far in these look-ahead lines. But before I get to any of that, uh, what would this podcast be without me telling you about the good people over at Bet Online? Bet Online, they are your online sportsbook experts. They are the place that Clint and I trust when we want to place a wager. So if you are looking to place one of these wagers, if you want to make a bet on Georgia to win the national championship, Look, if you did it last year, like I did, you're sitting you're sitting on a little bit of a nest egg here. You can reinvest it in Georgia to win the national championship again this year. If you want to do that, BetOnline is the place, BetOnline.net. They've got over-under spreads, props, parlays. It's not just college football. It's the NFL. It's the NBA Finals. Uh, I, I, I don't know who you're going to take. You're going to take Steph and the Warriors. You're going to take uh, the Boston Celtics. Uh, bet on that, bet on uh, golf tournaments coming up, bet on tennis tournaments coming up, Wimbledon's coming up in a couple months. It, whatever your sport of choice is, bet online's got it. And right now you go there, you enter the promo code locked on, and you get a welcome bonus on your initial deposit, which means free money when you 
uh, invest. When you make your initial deposit, they, they will add money to your account absolutely for free. You bet that money. And when you win, you get paid, you cash out, and there you have it. Bet online, the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Bulldogs podcast, uh, betonline.net. All right, so I told you we're going to talk about some games here, and we'll obviously start with September the 3rd. Um, It's an afternoon kick. It's in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, It's Oregon against Georgia. It's Dan Lanning against Kirby Smart. And the line for this game has been out for a while. None of this is breaking news. This is just us talking about it because it's interesting to talk about. Um, Georgia favored by 17 and a half points here. 17 and a half points. I told you Georgia's on the wrong end of some hooks. And this is the first one of them. 17, a key number, obviously, when you're betting. And Las Vegas is going to make you pay for that extra half a point. They're going to make you take 17 and a half or take significant juice on that massive spread. And this shouldn't really come as a surprise to you because while Georgia is absolutely in a reloading type of situation, they've lost everyone on their team. Oregon, number one, not all that great last year. And then they have fixed their quarterback problem by adding Auburn transfer, <laughs> which is, listen, if you're going to, if you're going to go out and try to fix the quarterback problem and the answer that you come up with is the guy that was, that was literally the Auburn legacy who could do no wrong at Auburn led them had massive comeback win against LSU as a freshman. All of these absolutely magical moments. He escaped the pocket. Incredible athlete. You can't bring him to the ground. And then he goes and gets benched um, in his, I guess, junior season at Auburn. Uh, gets run out of town. Uh, almost cost Brian Harson his job. Probably should have cost Brian Harson his job. But uh, makes his way up to uh, – to Eugene, Oregon, and now um, Dan Lanning has got has got a real. They they've added a lot in the portal, but not a particularly good team last year. They lost most of their talent. Obviously, uh, what's the kid's name? Thibodeau, the the talented defensive end. They lost him a couple of years ago. Not a ton um, to speak of that's coming back in terms of guys that really wowed you. That Again, they've added some guys in the portal. I think Dan Lane is going to take a little bit of time to get uh, some real quality players into Eugene. And so shouldn't surprise you that it's a huge line. Still, first game of the season, 17 and a half. I'm just going to tell you, I do not care for this line. I do not like it if I'm a Georgia fan. Maybe I've seen one too many games in the Benz. Maybe I've seen one too many season openers in Atlanta as a Georgia fan. I'm not trying to tell you it's going to be a Boise State situation. All I'm trying to say is 17 and a half is a lot of daggum points. I'm not so sure that Kirby Smart's not just going to want to get in and get out of there with a win. Who knows? uh, Are all the pieces going to be healthy? By the time the season rolls around, I think there's some significant injury concerns with guys. I mean, I think a lot of these guys, especially offensive weapons like 
Uh, Brock Bowers are expected to be back by the time uh, the fall uh, the fall rolls around. But if some of these guys maybe get a little bit delayed or maybe not 100%, maybe they haven't got, quite gotten the reps in, you could see a very vanilla offense. This could be a potentially low-scoring uh, you know, low scoring affair. If uh, that's the way that Kirby wants to play it, uh, 17 and a half is a lot of points uh, for that game. Uh, the other game that I would uh, talk about is um, the uh, the Auburn game. So we just were speaking of Auburn, and now uh, we'll get to that game. This this number is insane. I mentioned Brian Harson. Somehow he does not get fired. And Georgia hosts Auburn, and they are favored by 21 and one-half points. Now, let me just talk to you about this. Obviously, I said wrong end of some hooks. This is another one of those uh, situations. There's a a line of rhetoric that some of you are maybe saying, which is, ooh, that's a lot of points. This is a rivalry game. You, you know, things bounce. There's some weird bounces in this game. There's a lot of history in this game. You never know what's going to happen in this game. Blah, 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 blah. Now, uh, you got to throw all that stuff out because I'm not interested in any of those conversations. Let me let me just say, this is the moment where if you're if you're really Georgia, if Georgia is really the team that we hope they are, that we think they are, if Georgia is really the team that is uh, won a national championship and going to look to back it up with another incredibly successful SEC championship caliber, college football playoff caliber season. You got to blow Auburn out here. You got to, you got to get Brian Harson fired. You got to run him out of town. This guy obviously does not belong in the SEC. There's not, he doesn't have the quality of player. He doesn't have the quality of coaching staff. He doesn't have, any of the pieces in place in order to compete with Georgia in Sanford Stadium. Give me Georgia in a landslide in this game. I know it's early right now, and I'm not necessarily going to invest a ton in it, but when Las Vegas has us favored by this many points over an SEC rival in a year, again, when we're losing everyone off of last year's team, it should tell you what Las Vegas thinks about Auburn. What Las Vegas thinks about Auburn is that they are not good at football. They are not going to be good at football, and you should not expect them to be good at football. So take Georgia minus 21 and a half. All right, we're going to talk about the Florida game, and we're going to talk about the uh, what else did I say? The Tennessee game uh, coming up right after this. All right, so uh, – Florida game. These these are the two more interesting uh, games for me because Florida's were favored by fourteen and a half against Florida. We're favored by fifteen and a half against Tennessee. Florida's obviously a neutral side game. Tennessee is a home game. So really, if you look at it, typically if you if you talk to betting people, they will tell you it's three to four points for home field advantage, Sanford Stadium, one of the biggest, you know, home field advantages in all of college sports. And so you're looking at maybe more of a four, like a four point home field advantage, which means that Las Vegas really believes that Tennessee is a bigger threat to Georgia because they only have us favored by 15 and a half at home versus 14 and a half 
on a neutral site. So both of these are very interesting teams. Obviously, Florida with a new coach coming in, Anthony Richardson, they're hanging all their hopes on this guy, at quarterback who, listen, was a better quarterback than Emory Jones last year, has always been a better quarterback. It's just that there was a guy coaching in Gainesville who was apparently such a quarterback guru that he could not see that this quarterback was clearly better than that quarterback. And so all the Florida fans and beat writers, um, you know, made a big deal about it, but it didn't seem to matter. And exit Dan Mullen, exit Emory Jones, enter Anthony Richardson. And now um, Florida is <clears throat> Florida's a bit of a wild card. You don't really know a ton. You know that, you, you know, you look and you see what kind of offenses, um, you, you know, you can maybe get an idea of what to expect. Maybe you get some tempo in the offense. Certainly, you're probably going to see something that's a bit more dynamic than the Dan Mullen offense. But you don't really know what to expect with Florida. You know that they have the talent at quarterback. Now, you shift the other way to Tennessee, and this is a team that Clinton and I have said we think is, is moving in the right direction. We think that Tennessee is a program under Hypo that uh, is ascending in the SEC. And once they start to put class after class together, once they start to get pieces in place and get uh, players in position, this could be a team that is a legitimate threat to Georgia moving forward down the road. Tennessee is almost the exact opposite of Florida in the sense that one of Florida's only certainties is at the quarterback position I mean, they have other certainties, obviously. Brent Cox is a, is a football player, so he would like you to remember. Um, and they have other guys as well. Tennessee has a lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position. They obviously have a dynamic offense. They have dynamic play calling. You saw last year what they can do with inferior talent. They can certainly put points on the board. Will they be able to play any defense this year? Will they be able to get anything out of the quarterback position, potentially starting a young guy, but Georgia gets him late in the season, so maybe he's more experienced? I'm just going to tell you, I would lay it with Florida 14 and a half. I wouldn't be scared of it at all. I think, again, if you're Georgia, this is where you got to put your foot down. This is where you got to say, no, we're not that program. We're not the program that worries about rivalry games and some sort of a curse and some sort of a this and some sort of a that. We, we put that to bed last year. And so you crush Florida because we're on top. They're on the bottom. They are in a full sale rebuilding mode. We are not. So you, you crush Auburn last year, even though game at Jordan-Hare Stadium – Bo Nix, you never know what he can do, you know, blah, 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 all the stuff that gets talked about. We we destroyed them last year. That's what you got to do to Florida this year. 14.5-point spread, it's not enough. That hook should tell you something. Las Vegas wants you to take Florida plus the 14.5, and, and so I would love to take Georgia minus the 14.5. Now, Tennessee with the 15.5, that's where I would get – a little bit nervous. I could see that being inside of two touchdowns. Obviously, there's a lot to learn about Tennessee, but big big picture moral of the story is what I said at the beginning of the show, which is Las Vegas is trying to tell you something. If you're an Alabama fan, 
which I know you are, you're watching the show. Las Vegas trying to tell you something. If you're a Florida fan, Las Vegas trying to tell you something. If you're an Auburn fan, ugh, Las Vegas is screaming at you, and you probably don't want to hear what it is that they're trying to say. But if you're a Georgia fan, you take heart. Because I know Georgia fans are optimistic about this team. I know Georgia fans are not down in the dumps about all the players we love. I mean, some are. Las Vegas is trying to tell you that maybe some of the guys we have coming back, I'm not going to name their names, but maybe some of the guys we have coming back that you maybe have not shown as much respect for, maybe Las Vegas seems to think that those returning players are going to be pretty darn good. Maybe Las Vegas seems to think that some of the new players that are coming in see the episode from last week about the inside linebackers, about the edge rushers, about the defensive line, about the offensive line. Some of these players that are coming back or that are that are new that are being infused in the program, maybe Las Vegas seems to think that they're going to be pretty good. Um, so something to keep an eye on. It'll be interesting to see how these odds change as we move through the offseason and get closer to fall camp. Obviously, you don't expect a big change anywhere between now and then unless you get some massive transfer news or, or injury news, which couldn't move the line more than a point or so. But as we get closer to September, obviously we will talk much more about this. Clint will be back tomorrow and we'll have a bunch more on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. See you all then.